Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League. Now, I thought I'd take the time to react to the New Zealand and Samoan sides for the men's games going into Saturday because there are some controversial picks. There are some controversial picks, more so for New Zealand, but we're going to go through both of the team lists and sort of give my reactions on how the team lists are looking and see if they're anything similar to how I would have had them going into the second week of the Pacific Championships. So we'll start off with some of the obvious ones here for the Kiwis. Chance to go clock start. He is at fullback. Manu is in the centres. Now, do not forget the last game that Manu played for the Kiwis at fullback. He broke the record for the most metres run in an international game. It was 320, I believe. It was definitely over 300. But he broke the record for the most metres run in an international game. And he was the standout. He made things happen for this Kiwi side. They've pushed him back to centre. And they've had a chance. Nickel clock start at fullback. Now, yes, Manu's played centre for pretty much most of the year. Yes, Chance Nickel Clockstart has been one of the better fullbacks in the competition for the Warriors this season. Now, in saying that, in international level, Manu has been one of the better fullbacks in the World Cups of the past. And Chance Nickel Clockstart has killed it at centre. And the reason he kills it at centre is not only because of his attacking skill, but because of his defence. He is a great defender. And we saw that even at fullback. We saw that. Uh, how good he was in defense. Maybe that is something that they've picked out here uh, watching Samoa play, obviously, with the chip and chase from, from far logo. And when, the, obviously, the Samoan side did break the line, uh, there were some communication issues in defense uh, there for Australia. Maybe maybe they've worked that out. Maybe they've said, right, we want chance to start at fullback just in case they try anything uh, against our defense in terms of the chip chase, in terms of something sparky. Uh, obviously, they would have learnt a lot from the last game, the Samoan side. Uh, evidently not because they've got a very similar team, which we'll talk about in a second. But they would have learnt a lot in terms of how they played against Australia. Um, you know, they were destroyed through the middle. They've got, they're going up against some tough middles again. It could be a repeat of last time, um, but hopefully not. But uh, from watching Samoa, when they do get on a roll, uh, you know, when they are on a roll in attack when they do have the momentum, they are very dangerous because they are a very sparky off the cuff side. You don't know what they're going to do. The unpredictability of what they're going to do makes them very dangerous. So maybe they want the better defender out there on the back. I'm not sure. But Manu's done a job in defense out the back there anyway. He has played fullback a few times this season uh, for the Roosters and he's done a great job. So Look, maybe Manu gets a bit of a roaming license. He gets to, you know, play like a second 5-8 sort of thing and roam a little bit. Um, I'm not too sure. But, look, it's a very strong side anyway. Chance of the clock start's been one of the better fullbacks in the competition, as we said before. Maybe, I guess, you know, Madge is rewarding him for that, for playing so well at fullback all year. Maybe he says, you know what? You've been a great fullback this year. You played fullback all year. Um, but, you know, obviously when you were out with injury, we're going to put you in. We're going to reward you for that. We're going to put you at fullback for the Kiwis. Maybe that's the conversation that happened there. Uh, we could see Manu maybe getting a bit of a roaming license. But, yeah, look, that's the most obvious one for me. When Manu's been there for a while now and killed it at fullback for the Kiwis, 
Uh, he gets pushed back to centre. So, uh, I mean, look, this combination with him, uh, with Manu and Jermaine Asako, that is going to be lethal. Uh, Matt Timoko and obviously Ronaldo Molotalo is going to be hectic as well because uh, prolific try scorer uh, Ronaldo Molotalo and Matt Timoko is great at setting up his outside man because he is just so dangerous himself. He's the king of the tackle bus, uh, very strong in attack and in defence. Uh, I imagine the centers are going to be rock solid in terms of defense as well there, Timoko and Manu. Uh, but look, some very dangerous combinations there on the edges. Maybe, again, Majus sort of recognize that. Uh, but yeah, look, that's obviously the biggest change for me, Manu not being at fullback, chance of a clock start at fullback. Uh, maybe at least for the first game, maybe they change it up in the second game. But uh, yeah, that's the biggest one for me. Second one, I think... Kieran Foran on the bench with Dylan Brown starting at six. Again, we predicted that Dylan Brown would sort of play a roaming role off the bench. I kind of like it better this way. Dylan Brown's in out and out 5'8". Uh, he obviously was trialed at centre at some point this season. It didn't really work out well at all. Um, but, you know, I think that he's an out and out six. Uh, Kieran Foran can, uh, as a veteran and as a great defender, slot into that nine role, you know, just get through sets. Uh, I think that he can play that role well. He can also play a bit of a roaming role, come in as a second 5'8". Uh, for this team, Farmani Brown can slot into the lock forward role. And obviously, Kieran Foran comes in and plays a bit of dummy half. I like it better this way. I actually do. I don't mind it uh, with Kieran Foran maybe as that bench uh, dummy half. I think he played a little bit of that last year. I believe he might have come in for one game and played off the bench. Uh, so I don't mind it at all. I think it's actually the better option here. Uh, the only thing that worries me a little bit, again, you know, we talked about with Samoa, the fact that there's no sort of out-and-out structured halfback. Um, so that worries me a little bit. Jerome Hughes, known to be very off the cuff. But then again, this season has brought a lot of structure to his game as well. Um, and then obviously Dylan Brown, who's quite off the cuff himself. I am keen to see how this combination goes. I really am. Uh, I'm quite excited to see how it goes. Maybe, um, you know, Jerome Hughes does provide a bit of structure there in the seven uh, like he's done a little bit this year for a Cameron Munster. Uh, the fact that they're quite balanced, Munster and Hughes, one can take the structure, one can do the off-the-cuff stuff, and then they can sort of switch between. I imagine that's how this calves pairing is going to work here uh, with Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown. We've obviously seen Dylan Brown take that halfback role, obviously with Mitchell Moses out uh, with injury. Uh, so very keen to see how uh, this halves pairing goes as well. But I don't mind Kieran Foran there in the number 14 jersey where he can get the job done there in the 14 jersey. Um, so very keen to see how he does go there. Uh, Farmoni Brown at nine, I think is a big one as well. Uh, they've got Danny Levi in the squad. Danny Levi's in the reserves. A lot of people had him picked as the number nine in this side. He is the out and out number nine. But Farmoni Brown gets the starting crack. He was brought to Newcastle. I believe, to play hooker or be a backup hooker um, for them. Obviously, he's going to the Super League as of next year to Hull FC, I believe. So, um, you know, I think he'll be playing a bit of hooker over there. Uh, but he does come into this side in the number nine role. He can do a job there. We've seen him do a job job there for Newcastle as well. Um, so very keen to see how he does go far, Manu Brown, in that number nine role. I had him as my 14 just because we know he can cover fullback, 5'8", halfback, hooker, 
lock forward. He can slot into the back row if you really need him to because he has a bit of a frame on him. Um, he can cover all of those roles. Uh, he'd be the perfect 14. But uh, as I said, you know, it gives Kieran Foran the opportunity to come in, play nine, and then Farmer Brown can come and play that roaming lock role, that 14 role as well. So um, I don't mind it at all. As I said, Kieran Foran, great choice at 14. Uh, you know, you could have swapped them both around and it wouldn't matter too much because I think Farmer Brown can play the same role anyway. He can come in and play uh, that roaming lock sort of role. Um, switch from hooker to 13. And then obviously Kieran Foran and comes on to play a bit of dummy half. Don't mind it at all. But yeah, look, a big call over Danny Levi. The, the experience number nine there. Didn't have the best year in and out of reserve grade. A lot of people expected him to be uh, the solidified number nine choice. Was unlucky with injury. Obviously had a facial fracture during the year. Um, but, you know... He was in and out of first grade. It didn't really help him that he got injured, but uh, he was, you know, not playing up to standard for NRL um, in, as far as Ricky Stewart and Madge saw. And obviously that's sort of come in here, you know, playing in this New Zealand side. I don't think he... He might get a crack later on in the series, but at the moment, to have Farmani Brown as the number one choice over Danny Levi, I think is a big call. It is a big call uh, and interested to see if it does change going into the next one. And maybe Danny Levi does get a crack. Maybe Wiramu Greg gets a crack off the bench. Very keen to see if this side does change going into um, the next few games because obviously got another game against Australia next week. So um, very keen to see if it changes. But uh, a very strong New Zealand side, regardless of some of some of our picks uh, being a little bit wrong uh, and then making some big calls in their spine particularly. Uh, but we move on to the Samoan side. It looks like they haven't learnt too much from the last one. Obviously, Justin Matsumura is still coming off the bench. I really hope he's not playing a number nine role. I hope that they bring in Volkman to play that 14 role because Volkman, I think, could have done a little bit better. Even if they had to start Volkman at nine, I think he could have done a little bit of a better job than Matsumura. I don't think Matsumura is a nine at all. Um, I think that he is a great um, lock forward. Obviously, Ben Gardner had spent a bit of time at the West Tigers. Maybe Matamua did play a bit of nine in reserve grade that I'm not too sure of, but uh, it wasn't the right choice there, and it cost them in the first 20 minutes because they were getting absolutely torched through the middle. I hope Matamua isn't there as a backup nine. I really don't. Uh, but looking at this side, it is a very strong side. They've learned a lot from the last game. That's very similar to the last game. Obviously, uh, young Tonamapea is out of this team. Uh, obviously, Marion Seve comes in uh, to play in the centers. I don't know if young Tonamapea is injured, and I didn't see, um, obviously, Marion Seve in the squad before, so maybe he's been brought in and young Tonamapea is out. Maybe uh, Ben Gardner didn't like what he saw from young Tonamapea in the first game. I'm not too sure. I thought young Tonamapea was one of the more quiet players. We didn't really talk about him in the review, but... Uh, yeah, Marion Seve comes in. He's had a great year. He deserves to be rewarded for the year that he has had as well. So uh, congratulations to him for coming into the centers. Other than that, not too many changes. In fact, there isn't any. It's the exact same team that played the last one. I thought that Royce Hunt might get a bit of a crack off the bench in the forwards, uh, but it is exactly the same team. Big call again to leave Greg Marju out for a second time. You'd think that Greg Marju might get a bit of a crack in this team as well, but he's been left out again. I might have chucked him in and maybe put Murray Talagi to center. Again, not the biggest fan of Murray Talagi to center, so I don't mind this back line at all. If Greg Marsh is the guy to miss out, he's the guy to miss out. But I think that's a big call um, 
yeah, look, I mean, and then obviously Dejan Arce and Stephen Crichton being the halves again. Um, you know, Stephen Crichton towards the back end of the game really stood up for this team, but he didn't look well. He looked injured. He did. And I don't know how many, uh, how people haven't really brought it up. He didn't look, he didn't look 100%. Uh, during that game at all. So uh, hopefully he's a bit better going into this one. Dejan Arce at halfback was very quiet in the last one. I really do hope that he stands up in this one uh, a little bit more and sort of frees up Stephen Crichton to be off the cuff because it did feel like because Dejan Arce was very quiet, Stephen Crichton had to take that halfback role on and he did a lot more of the work in terms of the ball playing, in terms of getting the ball out to the both edges of the field pretty much. He was setting up on both sides. Um, it, Stephen Crichton had to do a lot more of the work and, and Dejan Arce was sort of playing like a second 5'8". He was just sort of sitting back and waiting until he needed to be involved. Um, whereas I think that Dejan Arce, to have Stephen Crichton playing at his very best, even if Stephen Crichton is injured like we predicted, um, I really do think that Dejan Arce needs to stand up. He needs to take the reins. He needs to be the controlling halfback in this side. And that's how you free up Stephen Crichton to play his absolute best. I think that's what needs to happen. Um, otherwise, I'd be chucking Volkman into seven uh, in the following game if Samoa are to make the finals. Uh, but yeah, look, it's probably the change I would have made going into this game. No disrespect to Dejan Arcee. I just don't think he's a halfback. I think he's a very good center. I think he can be a very good center. Um, I think he could be a great 14 playing a second 5'8 role. I don't think he's a controlling halfback. I just don't think that's what he is. Maybe Ben Gardner sees something in him that I don't. And it's no disrespect to Dejan Arce, but I just don't think he's a halfback, especially a controlling halfback, um, you know, in a, in a rep side, especially. I think that he could play a great 14 role, a very off-the-cuff 14 role. We've seen him do some great things with the football for Parramatta 4, um, North Queensland as well for the Warriors. He can play a great role at 5-8. He can play a great role at center. He can play a great 14 role. I just don't think that he is a controlling halfback. And the halfback that this side needs going into the next game, I think that Ronald Volkman might be able to free up Stephen Crichton a little bit more. Maybe that's a change we see just before kickoff. I'm not sure. If I had to make some changes to this side right now, though, uh, Matsumura, unfortunately, would be sitting out. I'd have Ronald Volkman potentially at 7, either that or at 14. Dejan Arce, um, if he isn't 7, he's my 14 for sure. I'd have him at 14. And then Ronald Volkman would be my 7 most likely going into the next one. Um, but, yeah, that's just my call. Other than that, very similar side. Gordon Chan Kumtong cannot be moved to the bench. He needs to start at hooker. As soon as he came on, Samoa played better. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. As soon as he came onto the field... Samoa played better football. They played better football. They had a bit more structure uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the park. They were getting much better service from the number nine, and it changed a lot of how they played. Whereas when Matamua was at nine, he isn't an out and out nine. We saw that in the first twenty minutes. The defense for the number nine role, his defense in that game, and no disrespect to Matamua because we know how good he can be. We've seen it for the West Tigers. We've seen it in New South Wales Cup for the West Tigers junior sides. We've seen him play. We know how good he can be. Um, and then he wasn't up to his best in defense there. So he would... Look, I, I really do hope that he's not a number nine. We, we know how good he can play. He's not a number nine. He's a great 13. He can play a great back row role. He can play a really good front rower role. He can set the tone through the middle as a front rower. 
but he, for me, is not a number nine, and I really hope that we don't have to see him go into number nine again going into this game. As I said, I would much rather have a Ronald Volkman going into nine than a Matthew Moore because I think Volkman could suit that number nine role or a 14 role better than a Matthew Moore can because... You can't use Matsumura as a number nine. You can't. You just can't. After the last game, you really can't. Um, if that means Matsumura misses out this game, it is what it is. But look, talking positives, if they've learnt anything from the last game, Matsumura comes on in the middle. They don't use a 14 potentially. Um, if Gordon Chamkantong has to play the full 80 minutes, that it is what it is. But if they've learnt anything from the last game, they'll be rock solid in defence going into this one um, and they will be a very competitive side against this uh, New Zealand pack. And I'm really excited to see that. We'll talk about more so the matchups going into the game in the preview, but that's my reaction to the two lineups and some of the changes that I would potentially make. One. Yeah.